Before we get too far into this podcast, thanks to the folks at Racetech. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Racetech. Great guys. Uh, they do motor work. They do suspension work, and they can help you out. Whatever you need uh, for your bike, they can do it. Motor work and suspension work. Get your bike dialed in, everybody. Get your oil change, bushings, seals, that type of stuff. Use the code PULP22 at checkout, racetech.com. Thank you to those guys. All balls racing, whether it's uh, Vertex Pistons, whether it's Pivot Works, whether it's Hot Cams, uh, all balls racing uh, will dial you in with a lot of things that you need for your bike. Give them a call, 555-402-8000, allballsracing.com. They've got a lot of products that can uh, replace a lot of parts in your motorcycle, and they're high quality as well. Like I said, Vertex Pistons and uh, and Pivot Works and everything else. I used Pivot Works stuff rebuilding all of my project bikes, and it couldn't have gone any better. So we got bushings and bearings and and linkage and everything else. Allballsracing.com. They're all in, so you can go all out. All right, on to the podcast. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Millville Review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, um, doing everything, supporting all the podcasts that we do. Really appreciate it. Racer X Online, of course. Subscribe to the magazine if you can, please, and thank you. Fly Racing, of course. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. The Formula Helmet's amazing. The Kinetic Mesh is amazing. The 22-and-a-half Kinetic Mesh stuff is out, and uh, the riders were in it this weekend. Thank you to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. And, uh, yeah, man, check it out. They've got you covered head-to-toe. The great Justin Brayton took Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles to a podium indoors, uh, so you know they work really well, and uh, head-to-toe, they've got you covered. Thanks to Fly Racing for uh, coming on the podcast. Thank you to, folks, to the folks at Maxxis Tires as well. Kay Clayson, back this weekend for the SGB Maxxis team, running the MXSTs, uh, developed by Jeremy McGrath. He had some bike problems, but he didn't have any tire problems. Oh, no. Great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, Maxxis.com for more information on that. Thank you to those guys. And Renthal, of course, whether it's uh, Adam Cien Cirillo, whether it's uh, uh, Jason Anderson, Cooper Webb, AP, Dunge, uh, Roxon, Lawrence Brothers, Renthal.com. Uh, please check them out. They've got bars for all sorts of bends. They've got all sorts of styles, crossbarless bar, 7 eighths bar, the old twin wall bar that came out and blew everybody's minds back in the day. Renthal.com for more information, chains, sprockets, grips. they got it all, and chances are if you have raced or ridden and listen to this podcast, you've used something from Renthal. They're, they've been around that long, since 1969, and they've got the uh, most trusted name in the paddock today. So thank you to those guys. We'll tell you more about motorsport.com, Cobalinks, um, All Balls Racing, and more later on in this podcast. Let's talk about some Millville. Lots to get into. Of course, uh, the voice of the series is on the line. 
Jason Wagen, what's up, Weege? Yeah, stuck in Minneapolis. Um, I cannot remember the last time I had a flight canceled. Seriously, I don't know if I've ever had that happen, like ever. I don't know what other people's problem is with flights. Like, my flights leave on time and they land on time. Uh-huh. But not this time, so I'm still in Mini right now. Yeah, that's that's odd because, I mean, a lot of airlines are canceling things, I guess. It's more prevalent than ever. But to just straight-up cancel the night before, that's odd. Yeah. You know? But Yeah, no, not like anyone cares about my travel roads, but I couldn't even check in my flight Saturday morning. I couldn't figure out why, and then they're just been rebooked. And here's the thing. I was supposed to host the uh, KTM dealer show today at home in Charlotte. Oh, yes, that's and right. And, like, yes. last, week they're like, last week they're like, you know, if you're not going to be able to make it till 10 a.m., which was my original flight, they're like, let's just move everything to Monday. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys made the smartest decision ever because I wouldn't have made it at all. Yeah. So still, as unlucky as I was, I was still very lucky. And, and I mean, you missing out on money, you know, that's, yeah, that's heartbreak. So. Yeah, yeah. Then I would have changed from a guy that doesn't complain about travel. I would have been the first guy in line pounding my fist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com, back in the uh, pit reporter role this past weekend, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not much. Late night last night. Um, I did not have the canceled flight scenario we each had, but I was definitely uh, pretty damn tired when I got home last night. Well, I flew home, too, on something called Delta. And, JT, that's... Uh, your airline of choice. Can can you explain uh, booking a flight, paying for a seat, uh, picking everything that you want, you know, paying money for that, and then as you scan your boarding pass, a piece of paper comes out and the lady says your seat has been changed and it was a worse seat? Can you explain that uh, business practice, please, to me? I'm going to need more details than that. Like, that's not very specific on what you bought, where did they put you, what happened. So if you want me to explain something that I wasn't there for, I'm going to need you to tell me exactly what happened. Does Delta often just randomly change seats that people pay for, I'm wondering? They do, yes, but they give me better seats. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, didn't didn't happen this time. So I paid for 18A, uh, not the Comfort Plus and not all that, but I did pay for a seat, window seat up near the front. You had to pay you. uh, See, I don't don't even know how that works. Like, you had to pay – to move forward in, in just normal coach? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's how – well, I think a lot of airlines do that. I'm not going to come down on – I do. Uh, I just – I've never been subjected to that. I don't yeah. – ne- I didn't even know Delta did that. Honestly, I didn't even know Delta did that. A lot of airlines charge now. I, no, I know. Yeah. I know, but I, I, I had no – I so, literally had no idea Delta did that. So just, they just randomly decided to change my seat, and I got worse seat? I got further back in the plane? I don't know, okay. uh, but I would say that the amount of crap you have talked against that amazing airline, you probably deserve it mm, to okay, be, okay, great. Well, be 100% objective. Great. I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind next time I, I want to choose an airline. I, I don't think it's going to change your approach or narrative anyway, mm-hmm. so I would have been probably happier had they put you in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, keep that in mind, everybody. When you buy a seat on Delta, they may just change it on you and give it to you worse. So just, just FYI, everybody out there in uh, airline land. One, what are we talking one, about? I, I'm shocked that you and JT battle even on airlines. I'm shocked that you guys are <laughs> rival airlines. I, I'm not shocked. picking a fight here. We, she's just coming in hot. That's what happened. Like, I, I, but that's what happened. That's God's where, honest truth. What did they truth. move you to? What did they move you to? I was 18A. They moved me to 21A. Oh, my God. And this is like, this is why you've been on a rant? Because you went from 18A to 21A. It's worse. You're out of control. I'm not out of control. What? Yeah, I paid, that's out of control. I paid for that seat, and they just moved me. That's Regardless of whether it's one row, three rows, ten rows, 
That's uh, that's not very good customer service by Delta Airlines, sir. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's move on here. Um, I mean, we got a couple things to talk about when it comes to the TV. I guess first up, though, watch the practice show. Haven't watched the race back yet. Like I said, got got in late, slept in this morning, but got numerous texts from riders and industry people, and I watched the practice show. Something that we were very scared of was Jeremy Martin going in the booth all day long. J-Mart's a good dude, but race analysis and, and breakdown you know, as a current rider, didn't seem to be his forte, but apparently he was great, and and everyone kind of said that. Uh, the social media stuff was pretty positive, and I mean, I got a few negative stuff, but generally pretty positive for social media. That's good, and like I said, the texts. I watched the practice show. Weege, J-Mart, future color analyst. The practice show was phenomenal. Uh, it was unbelievably good. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if he had been... Uh taking PEDs of some sort. I don't know what would help you in that job, maybe Adderall or something. Uh, I was like, because I, I, tell, I tell these guys over and over, I don't really want to give them any um, pointers much because the, the main thing, and JT is probably what you dealt with at the opener, the main thing that happens is if you start spiraling out of control in your own head, you know, you're in trouble. So it's like they always say, if you try to memorize a script and you mess up one word, then you're completely off. So I'm just like, just be normal, just be normal, just be normal. But he really looked like he came, like, prepared with, like, I want to talk about this. I want to make this point. Mm -hmm. And I told him after the practice show, I'm like, dude, you really didn't just show up. It looks like you came, like, I want to say this. Here's some points I want to make. Uh, So it was going awesome. But I will say, in the motos, which I think is the difference of you have to try to make your point in 12 seconds instead of practice. You can just go on and on. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a little harder for him. And, like, literally during, like, our first commercial break, he just looks at me and he's like, dude, this is hard. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, it'll get better, it'll get better, it'll get better. Yeah. Um, so what I saw, he was fine in the races, but, like, with how good he was in practice, if he could do that in those 12-second spots, which is a lot harder to do, yeah, I think he could be he could be really good. And he didn't lose it. <laughs> Every one of these guys, I'm worried, we do five and a half hours. Right, it's a long time. I'm just time. worried yeah. at the end of the day they're going to be like, dude, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. But he hung in there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, JT, what do you think? I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Um, you know, he's, you know, if you're being super critical, there are things that I think he would watch back and say, yeah, I need to change this, just like I do to myself, right? I should have said this here and shouldn't have. And you get in, you fall into a habit of saying the same things. Like I noticed his, he said absolutely a lot, but that's, that's normal. I do the same thing. You fall into your old habits because you're on the spot and nervous, and that usually sends you into kind of a repetitive type thing. But I thought he did a great job. Um, I was, I was nervous that he would be nervous, and then that would translate into him not saying a lot and and not wanting to really share his opinion. But um, I didn't see any of that. So yeah. uh, congratulations to him. He did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good to good to uh, good to see Jamar. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Jamar, as you said, he's a good dude. Like um, as I told you, half the job here is the you're just blowing down with this guy all day. Yeah. Um, for that part, Jamar's awesome. Like Jamar. He had stuff to say, you know, off the record, interesting yeah. stuff, behind the scenes stuff, stories from back in the day. Uh, that part was great. So that's a nice upgrade. And yeah, JT, he did say absolutely a lot, but that was my kind of my point. I'm like, man, I could pull him aside and be like, don't say that anymore. But it's so risky that someone's going to be like, oh my God, I'm really messing up. I must be doing a bad job. And then they start reviewing everything they did in their head. And then it really starts yeah. going downhill. So I was more like, dude, just say whatever you want to say. Just be natural. 
Yeah, it, yeah, we all have the crutches, right? The stuff that when we do the podcast or talking live or you know whatever it is, we all have crutches and things like that and all of that. Now, is yours you know, is yours ridiculous takes? No, is no. that your crutch? No, mine is uh, mine is uh, knowledge and and um, intelligence and calm calm demeanor and and all of that. Um, hey, uh, the. Um, Jay Mart's back riding for the club team too. He he rode this week, right, for the first time, and so yeah, he's back a little bit. Yeah, cool. uh, dude, I, Steve, I really wish you could have been involved in our Friday night uh, no, I can't. Uh, staging area. Not show. allowed to banned. Banned. Oh, you're not allowed. Oh, you're banned. banned. Oh, okay. Uh, so we had myself and JT. We had Phil and both Martin brothers, which is, I mean, literally, I I, I think you would pay to be on the show to have that experience. It's like a, your own VIP program to hang yeah. out with Phil and the Martins for an hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty good, right? Uh, so what was hilarious was, yes, he rode, and Phil rode. They rode together this week. And, JT, did you hear them moving the percentages to try to prove who's more injured and, and who was at a more uh, – Jeremy said that he could he was matching Phil and he's only at 60%, and then Phil said he's only at 40%. And I'm like, Phil, you've been riding for months. You've been riding for months. He just got on the bike for the first time. It was awesome. And, no, yeah, I, he's going to club I, this week and they'll ride again. I had been dismissed already, so I was gone. <laughs> you got the boot for Phil, actually. You did. I did. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the timing and scoring. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Like, we've come on here and we've made fun of it because things have happened. And Justin Heft was racing a few weeks ago instead of um, Canning. And Cade was who was Cade this weekend? I don't know. He Cade was somebody. Uh, Jake Masterpool, I think. Jake Masterpool. So that that's the small stuff. That's that shouldn't happen. And that's small stuff. And. But whether it was AMA timing or TV timing, which is separate and don't draw on each other, what a disaster. I mean, what is going on, Wygant? Uh, I don't know. Like I, like I told you on Pulp, I had to spend $30 to upgrade everything, and I didn't want to do it. So the whole show went down because of my cheapness. It, it's based on me. It's my fault. That was it. That, that's, that's what it is. I've, it's a $30 uh, package that I, I didn't uh, – I watch I watch Formula One. I watch kart racing once in a while. Uh, JT, you watch MotoGP and street bike racing. We do. you do you watch this stuff as well. This is a world class sport. Riders from all over the world. I mean, do you do you guys ever see this happening on another racing series that you watch on TV? Do you guys ever see this? Does this happen in street bike racing? Not that I know of. Because I've never seen it on any sort of world-class level that I watch. Yeah, not that I know of. And I'm kidding. I have no idea what happened. And I have nothing to do with it. But, uh, wow. yeah, I, I don't feel like I see it uh, in wow. other races. And, I mean, never mind the names being different. That's bad enough. We can't get rid of that. We can't fix that. And we just don't even have timing, whether it's AMA or the TV stuff. It is Unbelievable. And then, did you happen to notice, Weech, last night they were updating the results. The AMA was updating the results, and they were getting more wrong with every iteration that they put out. Yes, there is a cascade effect, and uh, it affects our RacerX website, which which is somewhat fed by yeah. um, that page. Because um, we have results on Racer X, and when it works, ours work. When it doesn't work, ours don't. Right. And uh, it led to our buddy Chase Dallow texting us this morning saying, wow. Ryder D went over the 40-point mark, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, wow, that changes everything. He's not even racing at Reddas. I can't believe they let – and then, no, it was just an error. 
he has 37 points. So it's a cascade effect I, of misinformation all over now. It. I kept refreshing it, hoping I was going to slip into the top 10 overall on the day. Uh, didn't, didn't quite happen. Whoever's number 31. For it. Yep, I was, I was hoping to pop in there for a few points. Uh, is there a chance that they'll think swole is Jason Thomas when they see the 31? It, it is unbelievable to, to, to have these issues on both sides. I don't even know what to say. Like, it's again, I, I watch a lot of sports, and you guys do too. I, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, I mean, it just adds, more, it adds to the stuff that's been going on with the TV package. This is separate. I just, you know, I've been, I've been pretty lenient of everything. Yeah. I've been pretty understanding. Shit happens. Mav TV Plus wasn't ready. They, you know, they made a switch. They, they, they were overwhelmed. All of this stuff. I get it. We are now at round seven. And we got nothing. We got nothing that night. We got nothing during the day. We got the wrong names again. Come on, man. I'm more, I'm more perplexed at the consistency of us having issues. Like, we're, we're several years down the road of having problems. Like, the results going haywire on the side of the TV and names wrong. It's, uh, it's Marvel. Like, if it, it almost it's, feels like it's on purpose at this point. Yeah, yeah really, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can tell you personally, it's tough. And, JT, you're probably dealing with the same thing. Like, we don't see nearly as much as people think. I mean, I have two monitors. I have the monitor that everybody's watching at home, and we have one other view, which is just used to – if we have a replay coming, you know, in this case, it's like, hey, Jeremy Martin, we're going to show this replay in a minute if you want to watch it first to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. That's the only view we have. And, JT, I'm sure what you see is pretty limited in your perch also. So when you realize that you can't even trust the results of the lap times or anything, it really restricts what you can say. Because uh, didn't we have that at our race earlier this year? We're like, wait, Roxon's gone. Or is he? Wait, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was timing. Yeah, time, yeah, yeah. So when you can't trust it, um, you it, you almost can't say anything about anybody because you're like, I don't know if what I'm seeing is true. Um, and I can't look out the window. That we don't have that. So it's a problem. And they couldn't even fix it. Like after the race, they were uploading sheets for the public of the results, and they were horribly wrong every time. So they're like, they're like, hey, we got a live timing scoring issue. We've got problems. We've got you know, we got to do this, this, that, and that. Okay, we're good. Release the sheets. And they're terribly off. And then, oh, shit, pull that down. Pull it down, pull it down. Okay, they pull it down. Here's the results. Put these ones out. Horribly wrong again. I, I just, I can't, I can't do this, man. I'm, I, I can't. Because I'm in the media and I got to deal with these people hitting me up. Because it's my fault as well as your two fault. You know, I, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem all around. It is. It affects so many it, uh, people at the race when the results are they don't know what's going on and what about fantasy pulp x fantasy jt i mean <laughs> let's talk about that the real the real crime here you know so yeah it, it was funny the uh you know I, I, I was getting a little bit of the weege effect where you know everyone thinks it's weege's fault all the time when he literally has nothing yeah. to do with that well, and literally we all, we, like we, we also promote that it's weege's fault we don't we're not innocent well here. the funny part was that the team managers of the sport in the manager's tower during the second 250 moto we they had no results they had nothing from the first moto they couldn't get results they were all asking me do you have the results and i was like man i have i have nothing like i'm just lucky to be here and they were like disgusted and i'm just like what, what? why would i have results <laughs> they should be what, disgusted do, do i look like timing and scoring to you yeah i, I was doing and um it, i was tweeting out on my notepad on my phone lap charts 
a couple times. You know, I was just like, here's here's what it is. Here's what I see on the track. Here's the order of guys. It, it's just. Yeah, there were there was a lot of frustration in the team manager's tower because they were trying to figure out overalls and who was where. Oh, exactly. And stuff. And Dude, there's, there's, there were no there were no tools to be had there's anywhere. Championship implications so. here. There's bonus money. There's everything going on. Yep. And, and this is a world class sport, and we got nothing. And they're and they ain't fixing it. it. It didn't go down for you know five minutes or something, right? Like it. it yeah. Frustrating. Well, there man. was even talk of delaying the second uh, two fifty moto. Hmm. Or yep. maybe second four fifty second four fifty moto. One of the motos they were talking about delaying to fix timing and scoring. So we were going into audible mode where I was gonna go down there and start interviewing riders randomly just to fill <laughs> airtime. Right. Right. Because they weren't gonna start the next moto without timing and scoring. So it was uh it was a little bit of pandemonium behind the scenes. Uh, now the average viewer would know nothing of that other than things weren't working, but right. uh yeah, right. it was getting a little hectic. Let's move on. Brutal look for our sport, though. Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Not not great. Well, I'm getting – and the the funny part is, like, people are commenting. I had a guy comment on uh, my Instagram, which I deleted, and then blocked him because you don't get to be an, a moron and say whatever you want on my social media. That's not how this works. But he's like, tells me, thanks for ruining the sport. Oh, Thanks yeah. for – yeah, just like I'm like, get out of here, dude. Like, I have no time or patience for you. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get in an argument with you, but you don't get to write that on my page, and you don't get to follow me in that scenario. Like, you're out of here. Yeah, See no, I, I got a tweet said it's my fault. This is my fault. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. just like, dude. I, all I'm doing is trying to do my job. Like, I, I can show you how it'd be worse. Put me in charge of something like that. Then it'll get worse. Yeah. Uh, we do we want to cover the cooler now or later? What's that? Do we want to cover the cooler now or later? The The cooler. What is the cooler? JT's cooler. Oh, the Yeti cooler. Yeah. Let's save that to the end. Let's save that to the end. All right, let's move on. We already argued about airlines. Let's let's actually be here for the motocross stuff a little bit, and then we'll wrap it up with an exclamation point of the Yeti cooler. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Tomac. Uh, Wow. Um, One of the only guys to run a scoop both motos, I believe. And, you know, the first moto... Sexton catches him, passes him, and I'm like, oh, boy, like, you know, that, that tire's not staying on, right? It got Eli the start. It got him uh, uh, a, a nice jump on everybody. And then, of course, Sexton goes down, and uh, Tomac wins. But I was like, that's not going to stay on. And it sure did stay on for second moto. And they had a hell of a race. Props. I, 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 I didn't interview Chase Sexton after the race. I had to go. Uh, but I did see him, and I made a point to stop and be like, hey, man, that was awesome. Like, good job. He, those two dudes destroyed everybody and were pushing each other to another level, Weege. That was cool. Yeah, it was awesome. We'll talk about the scoop here in a little bit uh, with Tomac. But um, it reminds me of the way, I don't know, you follow hockey? Is that what it's called? I follow hockey, yep. Okay. I don't know if it works that way, but, you know, in, in, in the other sports that I do follow, like the playoffs, it's always like the team that's on the rise has to take these brutal, heartbreaking playoff defeats to the team that's already done it before mm-hmm. you know several years before they finally break through and then they eventually become yeah, that team happens and then a the lot. Young, yep. The next, yep yes that does happen in, in your sport it does happen yeah. in my sport yep. yeah what well, happens in the other the, the real sports so that's kind of what it reminds me of where it's like sexton is doing everything right uh he's you can't really fault him i know he tipped over in the first moto and it's easy for us to be like ah oh, sexton tips over too much but i mean dude he's trying to beat a game eli tomac like this is going to happen. It's not easy. And the second moto, like the way 
Sexton was better in the first moto, but he blew it. Uh, Eli was better in the second moto, but Sexton figured out a way to latch mm-hmm. onto him and match him and really put the heat on. And it was amazing, and it was awesome. It was such a good ride, and it was really fun to watch. It was, you know, two guys just giving it their all, which is all you can ask for. And uh, it, it just reminded me of that, where it's like, uh, you just have to take those heartbreaks sometimes before you can finally break through. And I did hear, Sexton didn't tell me, but he did tell somebody, I think our guy Kellen, that he wants to he wants to do it against Tomac. He doesn't want to be like, well, next year maybe he doesn't race, and maybe I win the title then. Like he, he, he wants to do it against him, but I think that's how most people in that situation feel. And it's kind of like, say, Tomac trying to knock Dungey off in 17. Was Tomac maybe better? Probably was, but Dungey just freaking had been there so many times, it's hard to beat him for a title. The, the list of guys, you know, I don't know if this is peak outdoor Eli Tomac. Maybe he was a bit better at Cowie outdoors. It's pretty damn close, though. And the list of guys to catch and pass them, JT, uh, and push them are pretty low, like Marvin Muscan, Kenny, and now Chase Sexton. Like, you know, he's it's impressive. Yeah, so this was all kind of unfolding <clears throat> during the day uh, behind the scenes because I we reported on this, I'd say I, we reported on this before the race uh, about Tomac going with the scoop tire and no one else – no one else had it. Uh, he was the only guy. A lot of guys had it in the second qualifying session, and then he was the only one that stuck with it. I think, so actually, we no, I think the HEP guys had it as well. Okay, well, I'm yeah. talking about oh. race winning, okay. like the, the elite guy. I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. It's a fair point. I'm just saying, like, the Roxons, the Got it. Sextons, those guys. Uh, so that was notable, right, because it was the, the base was getting much harder, um, and – you know, it was clear that he thought that first lap positioning was was just too important to not use it. Uh, so we report on that. He gets the start. That works to plan. But then I thought my perspective was he wasn't able to be as aggressive on the racetrack because he didn't have the edge grip and, you know, it has that tendency to step out more quickly than a standard tire would. So I kind of talked about that mid-race, and then I asked Jeremy Coker about it, and he kind of concurred with that. He's like, yeah, I just – maybe isn't able to push the edge as much as he'd like to. Um, and they, he said they would kind of go back between motos and talk about it. So then I asked Eli on the podium, did you feel that? Like, were you having to be a little bit more careful? And he was not about that at all. Like, he was not happy with that question. He was kind of almost offended that I thought that he wasn't riding as aggressively as normal. He was like, no, it was just lines. Like, Sexton's lines were much better. And then once I figured those out, I was, I was okay. Um, I was like, okay, no problem. Like, sorry, I didn't, I didn't know this was sensitive. Uh, so then Sekimoto go back down and he's got it on again. I'm like, wow. Okay. That's not what I expected. No, definitely Uh, not. I would not think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so he gets a good start again, runs up front. So I talked to Jeremy Coker again and Coker says, yeah, I asked him about it. He just basically like blew me off and wanted nothing to do with that conversation. So clearly he was like adamant about this tire and didn't want to be questioned about it. But to Tomac's credit, he was absolutely fantastic in the second moto. The Whatever he was dealing with in the first moto obviously wasn't the tire because he was going for it in that second moto. Mm-hmm. Like, on the podium, I even said, like, that was about as close to sending it for 35 minutes as you can get. And he's like, yeah, I was, I was on the limit. Like, everything I had because I couldn't get away from Chase, and he was there. And then at the end, he closed it up. Like, I was, I was you know, full gas the whole time. Uh, and you could see it. You could see it on those guys' faces when they came in. Even by the time they got to the podium, they were drenched, like done, absolutely done. And I'm not saying it couldn't have gone longer, or gone another moto, but like normally you can tell if 
if a moto took it out of guys or not. And you could see it like they were on the limit. And I mean, they were 30 seconds ahead or whatever of, of Christian Craig in third. So that should be plenty of uh, proof there of how fast they were going. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, count, count me as surprised that it stayed on for second moto after Chase yeah, Connor passed them. But I mean, Eli, me you know, I mean, it, it, when he's one of the only guys out there, it's a reasonable question to ask for sure. Yeah. yeah. And he, and he yeah. said yeah. to his credit, um, he said that he uses that tire all week. Yeah. No matter what the conditions are at home. Yeah. So he's super comfortable. And, and J Mark touched on this on the show. He's super comfortable with familiarity. So he knows where the limit is regardless of where conditions are. But I still believe he's, he's made a, a clear and definitive decision that the start is the most important aspect of the race and he will manage from there. Oh, right. But if you yeah. give him good first lap positioning, that's a really tough deal for anybody else to handle. Yeah, that's the old that's 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 an old cliche. Just yeah, get the, gear your bike, tire gearing for the start and work with it everywhere else. It's, well, and and, and I know. think for him, right? For him it's always been, okay, where's Tomac going to start and at what point can he move forward to get to the front? Now, he's kind of removed that one flaw, right? So that's been the narrative for his whole career is okay, Eli's coming from the back you better get gone or he's coming for you. Well, now that he's found a way to completely mitigate that narrative of like Eli's coming from the back. Now he's starting from the front, yeah. which I don't even know what you do with that. You know, unless you're just going to be Chase Sexton and have the season of your life. Like, I don't know how you handle that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to do. That's the, that's the, um, the one weakness he has and he doesn't have it right now. And so, yeah, hard to, hard to do much with it. I spoke, I spoke to a gentleman named Alex Martin who's familiar with that track. And he wasn't too happy with the owner of the track and the track prep. He uh, he doesn't know what the old man was doing, you know, with, being, with it being so hard. Um, you know, it was definitely one of the harder Millvilles. And he said that uh, when he's in charge, when he's prepping it, things will change. And then I asked the track owner about Alex Martin prepping the track, and the track owner told me that all he does is screw things up on the dozer. So... <laughs> Interesting. Interesting that the uh, owner and Alex Martin seem to be disagreeing on uh, track prep. So. Well, I wonder though why it was. It was way harder than Millville normally is. I heard all your post race interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody agreed on that, but I'm not sure why. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, it would. You know, I was, sorry. Uh, you know, I was wondering is if so they got a ton of rain on Thursday, and when we got to the facility on Friday, it was flooded right the pits were underwater um the track was you could tell it had been really muddy uh friday morning when they did amateur day but it, for saturday you would have never known that but i wonder because they did i'm sure they did a bunch of scraping and they had to kind of do damage control for friday if when they scraped it they kind of went down to the base a little bit and then didn't bring enough dirt back into it or whatever i just wonder if like that rain which should have created really soft conditions made it in the end a little bit harder because they had to push dirt off on Friday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it will be interesting if Mr. Alex Martin gets uh, gets in charge of this. Uh, Weege, uh, we're just past halfway, and Anderson didn't make any mistakes this weekend like we've seen, and I always thought, like, ah, a no-mistake Jason Anderson can get into the mix, you know? Uh, a no-mistake yeah. Dunge maybe can get in the mix at Millville, but, you know, we now have – Six straight, um, seven straight motos of one and two from Tomac and Sexton. We're just past halfway. I think this will just keep going, right? I mean, this is how it's going to go. This is what we see. 
Well, uh, more to that point, it's the way it always goes, right? We had four winners in the first four rounds. Every time we talked about that, we said, oh, but it always creates a pecking order. It always happens. And if it's just a matter of these two guys are the ones gaining confidence while everyone else is losing it, or if it's a matter of they're just matching each other and, and the intensity rises because they're really the only ones in the title hunt at this point, uh, whatever the reason may be, this is the way it normally goes, right? It starts out with 12 guys can win, and then there's five guys, and there's four, and then eventually there's two. Uh, so that's just where we've gone, and I don't see any. No. Okay, one race here and there, one particular track, one circumstance. Could somebody steal one? Yeah, but someone getting on their pace, uh, I don't see that happening. But I did. I kind of thought, uh, no mistake, Anderson could. Yeah, that yeah. was like the lone question mark. I think we know at Roxon, um, you know, he's not going to be there at the end of the moto um, unless Dunge makes some huge stride, which I think we thought might have been coming. But I think at this point, we know, you know, it, it's probably not going to happen where he matches them. Yeah, I think Anderson was the last option. Um, so it was a good race for Anderson, at least to not have the problems. But yeah, now we know that he too ends up yeah. 30 seconds back. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So I have one thing to add there. Um, just looking back, I was kind of looking at who's done well here and who hasn't that track. Anderson has never done well there. He hasn't raced there a lot, but he has horrible results at spring Creek specifically. So maybe maybe it was a little bit of an outlier. Like that yeah, I we shouldn't have expected him yeah. to do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just it was shocking to me how bad his results were at that particular racetrack. So um, maybe that had something to do with it. Three four for Anderson on the day. Craig five three podium second moto. He confronted me after the second moto about picking Barsha over him for the MX two spot. I denied everything. So <laughs> yeah, I, de- I denied it all. I said you're my guy, but. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. He said, "What? why would you think that? And I said, all of your 250 motocross results in the vault. That's why, that's why I think that. But he pointed out that on a Geico Honda, he went 6-4 for third or something on a Geico Honda at Redbud. So he does have what that. Year was this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, yeah, he, he, does, he does maintain that. The year he came back, remember that? He was like the first two or three nationals when he made his comeback. He was like unbelievable. Like, was he? Battling okay. up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's when that, uh, when that was. Uh, so. But, no, it was good to see Christian. You know, that was awesome. He rode really well. And, uh, you know, that's uh, two-thirds in a row for him. Or two, uh, yeah, two races in a row where he's on the box, uh, third place. So, he led laps at Southwick, of course, and yeah, I mean, uh, good job for Christian. I think uh, I think it is between. I mean, Anderson's going to have a small procedure after the season is over, I guess. Um, so he's out oh, of this yeah. thing. And is that why? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Do you did you hear? I mean, that's what I got from somebody. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so maybe there is truly a procedure. I, I just think that. Please. Cowie, Mitch, some combination of something. There, there's something there. Uh, it ran aground. There's something there. I, I will agree with you on that. But then yes. I was told that this was happening. So, okay. Um, I'm bummed. Anderson was my pick. Yeah, I'm not. Right. And you and I had a discussion about this. This doesn't mean we hate Barsha or Craig or Cooper or Hampshire, whoever it might be. It doesn't mean we hate them. I'm just saying I think Anderson was the third best guy, so he should be the third best. If, if Craig is the fourth best option, that doesn't mean Craig is garbage. Yeah. Uh, I just would have preferred Anderson, but we have run aground. It is over. Yeah, and, and my pick is Barsha for the way he yeah. rides. And, and Christian said he's 170 pounds. Weege, I know you're Call big the on way that. In again. I know you're big on there that. We we're going to bring a scale. The, the way in. Let's just do it. Just bring a scale over there and let's weigh him. Well, Christian yeah. said on the post-race thing that, you know, Bam's back in Florida, so they can have a race. We could, we could do a race. Oh, this would be gold. <laughs> this would be gold. What do you think Barsha would do to Craig's legs? Uh, oh. If they race for the right to go to Disney Nations. <laughs> That's true. 
you need armed security if you want to have a one-on-one with Barsha. Like, you need to have security there. I don't know. I don't know why you guys think that Barsha is so red dirty. I don't, I don't know why. You yeah. Guys keep, I don't know why. You guys well, I don't know why you guys. Why do you guys say this? Right. <laughs> um, so Dunge fifth overall, and and yeah, fourth in the first moto trailed Anderson. You know, stuck there for sure. But count me a little bummed as at Dunge's Millville. Just, just not not. Not disappointed, just a little bummed uh, that Dunge wasn't closer up in there. He couldn't lead some laps even, get the crowd going. I kind of thought he can get third, but he really, you know, he wasn't better than Anderson. He wasn't better than Craig. His second moto wasn't where it – I don't know. It's fine. He, cra- he it's crashed fine. the second moto. He did, true. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, fir- the first moto, I thought it was good. Like, he, yeah. he was trying like hell – to catch Anderson, and Anderson was trying like hell to make sure he couldn't do it. Um, I thought the first moto was actually really good. I just the second thought, moto, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't, th- I don't think he was going to go with Tomac and Sexton. Like, they, it was almost the next best thing to that. You know, the second moto, if he doesn't crash, I think he's in the mix. I don't, I don't think I had a dream. he gets the podium done, but I think it would have been, been a conversation in the second moto. We'd have had to talk about it. I'm like Martin Luther King. I had a dream, and my dream was done – Leading some laps and getting third overall. That was my dream. The third overall was in play. Right. It, re- it was. Yeah. It was in yeah, play. No, no, and then the, cra- the crash ruined it. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I agree. It would have been an amazing moment um, if he got up front. Maybe he should have run a scoop tire just went for a whole shot just to get the crowd fired up. Like, yeah, could, really, could, right? Could, yeah, just be like. the track have done that. Right. They've just been like, Dunge, do this for us. Um, I mean, we had no but, live timing. Could they not have just put him in first? Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what they were trying to do. Right. right maybe that's what it was. Like, right. how can we rig this? <laughs> Um, um, but it, I've had so many discussions about is Dunge doing good or bad or whatever. And I think we all know, like the fact that he's out there and he's even getting sixth and seventh is good. Like we just need to just make that official, but should he be doing better? Or is he going to be disappointed? Anderson's really good. Right. And he could be like, I went the same speed as Anderson. Um, that, that, that's not a struggle. That that's not garbage. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I agree. You can be disappointed on one hand, but on the other hand, if you're him, you're like, well, I matched Anderson. I, yeah, no, I just mean five years. No, no, no. I just meant it, at Millville, just disappointed, like a yeah. little bump. Not overall. Overall, it's fine. It's good. No problem with it. Yep. Ryan Dunn. I just at at Millville when I closed my eyes, I had dreams of him leading a lap or two, standing on the box, the crowd losing their mind. Donnie Schmidt, nineteen ninety five. You know all of that. You know, I'm with you. I went over to the Whoops for the first practice, and uh, the crowd had air horns and everything going for him. And this is at. 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, but it was like, I noticed the flare of the air horn. It was like a brief air horn. Like, I'm doing it, but I know it's only practice. But when Dunge comes around, I'll give him a little bit. But right. you could tell they wanted it so bad. Like, if he is up front at 1 o'clock, they were so ready to lose their mind. And they never quite got it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it's, it's good, though. Yeah, it's still good to, to have him there. and It's awesome. And, and he was back at the post-race interview thing and just stoked. To talk to the yep. press and stoke to eat rocks all day, it, 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 you know, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's something else. But um, and uh, a couple of people have been asking Dunge now, um, you know, what about next year? Like, do you know what you're doing? And I will say this: he hasn't given anybody a hard no. He told a couple of people, uh, including Kellen here at Racer X, saying that uh, he's got options. Um, and then a typical Dunge, I think he's bummed that he doesn't have an answer because he wants to be the nicest guy ever. But the only answer you need is not no, like. Well, if he doesn't want to do it anymore, he could just say no. From so what, from the what fact I, that he's even considering yeah. it is something. And from what I hear, that's what's holding up Marvin. They told oh, Marvin, no we got to know what Dunge is doing. 
Oh, God. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you think Marv ever thought that was a sentence he was no, going to hear? Oh, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Marv. Yeah, 2017. we got to wait and see what Jeff Ward wants to do. Before we uh, before we talk engagement with you, <laughs> five you years know later, you've got to wait until we can give you a deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Marv, who won a race, by the way, this year, right? Um, yep. Uh, Only KTM win of the year. Yep. Uh, Barsha six quiet day for Bam. He was pushing hard to get by Dunge there in the in the second moto. Um, AP. He told me he went all the way back to last year's bike. Now. Oh, he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm still I. I I had a talk with uh, Tyler Keith and Will Hahn in the semi. Um, oh, it was great because so the, there's always security at the Millville Tower um, who doesn't let me in because of my hard card. So I had mentioned to Roy Jensen, like, hey, uh, Daniel you know, Blair. Yeah, I, I, well, just media in general. So I mentioned to Roy Jensen, like, can I get a wristband or something? So then they got me a credential that said all access uh, so I could just go wherever I wanted. So then I used it twice walking into team's trucks. And said, no, no, look at right here. All access. I'm allowed in here. I can walk in your lounge. And nobody liked that either. But it was great. <laughs> it was great to have. <laughs> but, I, but, but, Tyler, but, yeah, mm-hmm. Keith and, and Will Hahn and all that, they're, they're, you know, they're, I think, and I, I'll speak for them a little bit, I think they think Barsh is going to get picked for MX2. They're, they're ready, you know. So I, th- I think they think a little bit of Roger being uh, a team manager helps them out, and, and this could happen. Now, I hear differently. I hear Craig's got a, an inside spot there, but, you know, yeah, we'll see. Um, I heard from someone important to the picking process that they, they like Barsha's build. So we're going back to weight again. Oh, we're good. back to weight. Perfect. Insert me rubbing weight. my hands together. Um, Just do it. Just bring sca- – from- wait, isn't there a weight minimum for the motorcycles? I know this has never probably been enforced ever, but uh, well, there's got to be a scale on that semi somewhere. Don't, don't, give the, don't give Barsha the extra large bike that Troll has. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, okay. From what I hear, it's it's going to be 100% results-based over the next couple of rounds, two oh. to three rounds, and whoever looks good and, and makes their point, we got, they're getting it. We got problems then. Uh-oh. I'm telling you what, I, I, yep. that was from somebody who would absolutely know what they're talking about. Uh, AP. Well, third in Supercross points was 100% results-based between Barsha and Mookie. RIP Mookie. You just can't tell me the Craig argument is he rode a 250 this year because I've heard that. You can't, you can't give me that argument. Well, he rode a 250 oh, this year. Hard, that's, that's, yes, I agree with that's you. Ridiculous. I hate that. Right. It, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Uh, there are a lot of politics going on. A uh, lot of politics. AP qualified seventh, 7-7, seven, seven, finished seventh. Uh, he, mentioned, um, he mentioned to me that uh, he saw he had a front row seat to Max Anstey's crash down Mount Martin and said he wouldn't wish that on his worst enemy. So uh, I missed it, uh, but yeah, Enstey just I guess you know did the cartwheel down the hill. Um, I think he's okay though, uh, guys. You know, I think Max is okay. I, uh, I think he is okay. Yeah, I think he took a uh, shot to the uh, old noggin there. Yeah, and the uh, the bike was apparently three hundred yards down the hill. Well, you can't crash there without having a big one. Like it's impossible yep. to crash there without having a big one. Uh, Benny Bloss. Quietly eighth overall. Benny has strung together some motos he was, here. He was ripping. Yep. Yep. He I mean, likes he moved Millville. forward right. all day. Yep. He was ripping. Yeah, he was 13th at one point, and then I looked, and I think he was ninth or something, and I'm like, oh, look at Benny. Um, Shane McElrath, uh, ninth overall, steady day for him. Savachi, that could have been a five, six day all day long for Savachi, Weege. 
Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but that crash was pretty scary. I it mean, was, he, yeah. it, 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 not a scary spot. It was a corner, but just the way it turned out, you could easily get injured. It's a road race, almost high side. Uh, but yeah, I agree because his starts were obviously on point. I think officially he hole shot both motos. Um, and the way he's been riding, yeah, I yep. think if he's just in that mix, right? Like, I don't, I don't think he's way off of say Dunge, where Dunge fit. What did Dunge get overall? Fifth. Uh, yeah, it's fifth. Yep. Yeah, I don't think he's way off of that. So yeah, I feel like he had been in that mix with the two hole shots. Uh, I talked to somebody close to Cowie, and they, I said, "Would you put three bikes there?" And they said, "Maybe, maybe." So stay tuned for outdoors. Yeah, no, next for year? next year. Okay, yeah, because AC is definitely. I, I thought you meant what is AC oh. coming back? No, AC, no AC come back next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah. So well, what about this dangling Fortner piece? This like yeah, out of four fifty deal or whatever. How many bikes are they gonna have? Ten? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, right? Um, <laughs> but that's a real thing. They're thinking about it with Forkner, too. But I think he just has to depend on how super cost goes. So I don't, you know. Uh, you mean Forkner 450 Outdoors next year? Yeah. For the Outdoors? Yeah, yeah. I just thought Forkner just yeah. told people that because that's what riders always do. We've always just heard 250 guys tell everybody their plans when the other teams don't really know about it, right? Um, yes. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but the person I spoke to at Cowie said, yeah, yeah, that's real. That could happen. So, yeah, the Fortnite thing, I have no idea, but I would be stoked for Joey. That would be great. And um, just first of all, these teams upgrading to three, four fifty riders is great for so many reasons. And um, you know, they know Joey. They like Joey. Joey likes them. He's shown potential before. It's almost like couldn't you have just done this three years ago? <laughs> yeah, I know. Really, right? Yeah. It's like, like the Blake yeah. Baggett, like the Blake Baggett uh, Pro Circuit thing, right? He had to go to Rockstar Husky. Remember when he, when yeah. he came out of amateurs? <laughs> right, and then come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Savachi 10th could have been a good day. He rode really well. Yeah, that crash took something out of him in the second moto, he said. Uh, Hartraft 11th. Uh, Troll Train 12th overall. Said he was tearing up at the end of the second moto, knowing that this could be it. And uh, and then said, don't pick him in Pulp Mech's Fantasy the rest of the year. He's just riding this out, quote unquote. So... <laughs> Uh, shout out to the uh, MX Sports and AMA for letting them go out on the parade lap. That was great. There goes my hero, Troll Train. So, yeah, JT, you interviewed him uh, in the pit after the race for our post race show Tuesdays on Mav TV, six thirty PM Eastern. Check it out. Uh, what did he say? He was a, a basket case in the second moto. Yeah, yeah. He just just said he didn't expect to be so emotional all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, just couldn't really focus on riding. You know, fans and just. Uh, emotionally was it kind of threw his day off um and then I, I i think it would have been a much better looking day had he not crashed in the uh in the second moto as well he yeah uh, he said he one of the motos he crashed yeah i said he was drained to me too family friends and all that stuff right yeah so um his buddy phil of course took the first flight out saturday didn't want to stick around <laughs> yeah yep. he left 7 a.m saturday right thanks phil uh yep. March Banks 13th, uh, a ninth in the second moto, crash in the first moto. He was way back right away in moto one. And then a ninth in the second moto. Roxon, Ken Roxon, anyone? Oh, boy. First of all, Roxon needs to have a, uh, a uh, no Millville contract. Like, if he does want to race outdoors next year, he <laughs> could have a all races but Millville contract, maybe. He was so great here before. Like, that's not, I mean, no, he has. Maybe recently, but this was one of his best tracks ever. Like, he's put in heroic rides. Oh, he won a moto last year. Last year he went DNF1. Yeah. Right? Mm. What did he go last year? I don't year? know about that. DNF1. DNF1? Yep. DNF? Yeah, DNF. Okay. But go back to like Check. 15 and 16 if you want a refresher on how good he can be at that racetrack. 
Yeah, but I just couldn't believe. I'm like, oh my god, two years in a row, his season just completely sinks at this track, and then uh, even the 250 title year, I, I still felt Tomac was going to get him for the title, but he did crash out of a moto uh, while battling for the championship That's true. The track. So, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, maybe he rides well here sometimes, but he also has when bad things happen, they tend to happen for him at this track. Okay. Uh, pretty good crash up the hill in Moto One, and second Moto he was going backwards, and then uh, crashed right on uh, right by the mechanics area. Um, yeah, not great, not great for Kenny. Couldn't get FFL either, huh, JT? Couldn't get FFL. If he gets Joey there on the first couple of corners, he gets it. Yeah, probably. but yeah. Joey pinned him a couple times, like really nice defensive moves. And then the biggest thing, if you are if you care about first to the finish line for fantasy, this was a big one. If you went into the sand whoops and like, okay, I'm going to get sneaky here and go outside before them, you're screwed. Like I saw Justin Cooper do it in the first moto, and I saw Roxon do it in the second moto. Both of them trying to do that, like, okay, I don't want to follow. I'm going to make a move. And I was just like, oh, that's it. You're done. Because you're not only going to lose time to that guy, you're going to get passed by somebody else. And it happened both times. And then, yeah, it was over. Also, Kenny kept going wide on that triple before the start straight. And that was killing him, too. Guys were going inside there, you know. Um, Yeah. But, uh, all right, yeah. yeah. But then he went inside and crashed. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. He switched. Same, uh, he switched basically the same car. thing Savachi did in the uh, in the first moto. Yeah, fourteenth uh, for Roxon. Yeah, that that's that's tough. Freddie Norn fifteenth. Freddie was good in one moto. Second moto, he was uh, fading. So I don't know if it was a back injury or just you know first race back. He just caught caught up to him or something. Uh, Marshall Welton sixteenth. Max Anstey we mentioned uh, that horrific crash. Eighth in the moto one for him. Chiz was back. Chiz was back and wondered why he was coming Chiz. back. Yeah. <laughs> Chiz. 19 back. Yeah, just 6 19. You know what? I'm going to go from Florida to Minnesota. Why not? You know. <laughs> it's about a 24-hour drive. I've done it. Yeah. But next week he's he's racing Washougal and Gerber is back spinning the wrenches. So, FYI on that. Things are looking up. Yep. Um all right, anything else 450 wise? Did we miss anything? I think it's pretty wild how great uh, Tomac, then he's won seven motos in a row, yeah. four overalls in a row, and he just got the red plate. Yeah. We, uh, I don't know what's going on in the background there, but. Airport, airport life. Okay. Um, yeah, Tomax just got, yeah. What's, what's his lead right now? What's his, uh, oh, five points. Yeah. Right, seven motos in a row, you got a five point lead. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. It says more about sex than yeah. it does really anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Runkles came back too. Gotta love Runkles. Runkles Nation. Uh, oh, and yeah, we had was that his first one. I saw him down at the start uh, for practice. That no, was his first one? no, he was. He got hurt at I don't know wherever I picked him in fantasy last Thunder Valley. Oh, uh, okay. I, I didn't think it was his first. Shout, yeah, I did see him at Thunder Valley. But I guess before the crash. Yeah. Shout out to Lars Van Berkel. JT, did you stay with him? I did not. Okay, Lars Van Berkel, a uh, sand racer from Holland. And uh, he was at Millville. Don't ask me how, why, what, how a sand racer from a beach racer from Holland gets to Millville, but he's there. Shout out, Lars. What were his results? He went uh, twenty-four twenty-two. Oh wow! Okay. Sorry, twenty-two. Sorry, twenty-two twenty-four. My bad. Okay. Also, Hawaii's own Grant Harlan. Shout out to Grant. Uh, yep. Thank you to Renthal Maxis Fly Racing, of course, flyracing.com. Thank you to motorsport.com, OEM and aftermarket parts. It's free shipping on everything over 79 bucks there at motorsport.com. Go through the banner on Pulpamex. 
uh, com to help us out. Uh, great prices, great company. Cobalt links as well, lowering suspension links from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And made in Boise, Idaho. Use the code PulpMX to save. Get free shipping as well. Gain some confidence. Get some plushness in your bike. Uh, if you're shorter of stature or your wife or girlfriend want to have some more confidence, they make a lowering suspension link for whatever you have, basically. Thank you to the folks at Cobalt Links. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Onyx Maps, Weege. Yep, Onyx Maps. Uh, 500 or nearly 600,000 miles of trails have been mapped out now, public and private lands. Go to onyxmaps.com or Onyx Off-Road in the App Store. Uh, it's a lot better than just trying to rely on Google Maps because um, people can leave notes, and you can leave notes for them. Uh, you can download them so you can have them when you don't have cell service. And also, if you go to the website, the onyxmaps.com, they're usually running specials to uh, reduce your monthly rate. They'll give you a trial, and uh, once you use it, you'll probably want to keep using it. Uh, you also have batteries on board with us, too, and supporting of Ronnie Stewart. I mean, they support Ronnie Stewart. We support U.S. batteries. They've been doing it since 1979. High-tech batteries, improving all the time. You have to battery. Uh, all right. Uh, 250s. Jet told me that he told somebody after his motor blew up that he was going to win every moto the rest of the year. Was he being serious when he told – I heard that. Was, uh, Jet, I can never tell. Is he serious I, or what? I, it seemed like he was serious. Like, he wasn't smiling or, you know, like, didn't say – didn't walk it back. Okay. Well, he has. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's very angry, Jet Lawrence, and he's taking yeah. it out. Yeah. So, But I do feel that, um, look, he laid waste to Hunter and everybody in the second moto at Redbud after the DNF. Um, Southwick, you know, he was under he had it under control the whole day. Uh, but I feel like the ball was back in Hunter's court. It was back to where we're at high point where Hunter yeah. could match him. I mean, it just could have, would have, should have. Like, if you run Millville 20 times, you know, in a simulator, does Hunter win – Eight of the 20? Mm, sure. Six? Yeah. Eight? That's yeah. What I mean, it wasn't no contest. Like, Hunter, if the cookie crumbles a different way, Hunter yeah. wins. Yeah, lappers. That, yeah, the lappers. If, if the lappers crumble yep. one way or another. You know. And the red flag. True. Yes, the red flag comes out, and well, Hunter's in the lead. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah, he could have went 1-1. Instead, he goes 2-5. Right. Um, but he was much more of a match uh, than he was at uh, Second Motor Redbud or Southwick. Joe Schmota, 3-2, JT, the Joe show. Keeps it going. Yeah, he's, yep. he's killing it. Yeah. Um, he is, uh, he's really come into his own this outdoor season. And he, he's, his confidence is at an all-time high. I don't think he's – like he's going into every moto thinking, yeah, I, I'm going to be on the podium right now, which is a big part of this game for these kids. Nick Way, man. I mean, look, he's a buddy of all of ours, right? Uh, I yep. think Nick's, Nick's influence is big on this. It's, it's been working out. Yeah, he's yep. he's awesome, and uh, you know you can never tell with Jet how close these guys really are to him. I mean, I, I can't imagine that Jet, if he could have won the first moto by a big margin, he would have. But in moto two, you never know. Like, was Joe matching him, or is that just the way Jet does it? Um, so it's hard to gauge. But he's still riding awesome, even if he's not quite Jet's level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or maybe he is. I don't know. I can't tell. Uh, I wanted Max Volwin to get that podium spot. I just was kind of wanted Max to do that. Uh, I like Max and cheering for him, sort of, kind of. Uh, but yeah, Joe got him. So, um, but yep. Vol- Volan had a good day. Four six. Every time you're like ready to write him off, not write him off, but you know what I mean. He he shows you something, Max Volan. There's something there. So, I don't know where you well, guys are at with that, but. It goes to JT's point. In this 250 class, you just never – and you could probably go for 30 years of, like, guys who were on the verge and they didn't quite – it didn't it, – it's really confidence, right? You, you know the potential is there for it to, to click for them. It's definitely there, I think. 
So, yeah, you can't write him off. Um, so that's the whole key. And maybe that podium would have done it. Who knows? But it does seem like he's on the verge, on the verge, on the verge right now of, okay, he's really good. Yep, yep. Uh, so Hunter Lawrence, 2-5, third overall. And, yeah, props to Hunter for coming to the media corral. He, he, mentioned, he said that that second moto he was done physically wise like working all that hard uh working that hard and all that so uh that was as far as he can climb up to uh was fifth justin cooper fourth overall uh yeah um led did he lead a lap yeah he did he did lead one lap yeah Yeah. um i just think that foot's bugging him and honestly this couldn't be at a worse time for justin he's pointed out at two of these supercross he's not the same guy outdoors he's got to get that foot better uh it was a serious injury and yeah weird how you know, just one injury turns a guy because he was so good, you know, his whole career. And now he's good, but the flashes are, aren't there. So interesting to see if he gets it back. He should be okay, though, because, I mean, look, he's on one of the few teams that has a 450 program. They know him well. It's not like they don't remember how good he was before the injury. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think, you know, he's not in that bad of a position. Uh, but then we keep hearing, like, oh, they just might not even have him race. Supercross next year, which to me is just makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, but mm-hmm. okay, maybe yeah. he's, maybe the timing was bad. To me, it'd be like, now nah, we know you're good. You, you've been our guy for five years. We have a 450 team. Tomax heading out. Um, we'll hook you up, but maybe not. Uh, RJ Hampshire, Weege. That was an interesting post race interview I did with him. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like I could get the Kleenex. I was just just so depressed and sad. Yeah, for this guy. Yeah, like, just I can't even understand the bike. At first, I couldn't even understand. It was all over the map. He you know, at first, he kept saying certain issues, like we were just losing time in certain parts of the track, and then finally he cracked, and it was the bike and settings and rules. They can't do this. And I don't even I don't even know where I was at the end of it. It was he, it was up, down, left, right, A, B, start. <laughs> he said he came back early, JT, for the designations. Like he was pushing that hard. He wants to be included in the designations. You know. So yeah, I, and I thought he—I thought he had a really strong shot at being picked, but I—I uh, I th- I just think there's been too much inconsistency, and uh, yeah, it's—it's kind of gone the other way. I mean, the 450 narrative has really taken over he, at this point. He's frustrated with his team. Go listen, everybody. It's—it's. It's, I mean, he doesn't throw them under the bus. You know, he, he says it's us. We're working. It's you know, he doesn't say it's them, but you could tell reading between the lines or hearing, but listening between the lines. He's frustrated right now. So, yeah. Very, very revealing post-race interview by R.J. Hampshire. Steve, I think you need to go interview DeCoster and just ask him, you know, about R.J.'s prospects for donations. That's what you've been looking for. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe ask him just prospects of maybe a, a rider being unhappy with his motorcycle. Roger's oh, also very, very good at that, too. Oh, God. He just uh, yeah. needs to go faster. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Um, Seth Hamaker, seventh overall. Rider D. 31 points? What did he get? What did he end up getting? 37. 37 points. Yeah. Good job, Ryder D. Uh, we can work with that, though. You know? Was he 8 8? 7 7 8 8? What was it? Uh, no, he was uh, 13 8. 13 8. Yeah. Oh, so the results are still not fixed, the ones I'm looking at. No, probably not. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the ones I'm looking at aren't fixed. Who, who, who the hell knows? <laughs> I was like, damn, look at him go. So but then I also thought at one point I saw Swole had finished fourth in the first moto, and I'm like, damn, and then it disappeared. <laughs> so I don't know. So um, uh, I, I, I found out that a couple of teams were sniffing around him for a next year pro deal. 
because he has no pro deal. He's going to ride amateur, maybe outdoors with Mitch or whatever. And I was told, yeah, that's not happening. There's no chance. He's got a contract. They will never let him out. He will be doing amateur stuff and futures and everything else and maybe outdoors with, with pro circuit. So, yeah. Yeah, I talked to Mitch about it last week because that was really a, a big story that somehow it was like he does not have a deal for next year. I don't know how that got so misconstrued. Um, he has a deal with Team Green. And they would like him to just do Supercross features again and then probably race outdoors for Mitch next year. So he's not exactly a free agent, but right. everybody glommed onto that. Um, and I guess what we can tell, the issue here is um, they had some guys long-term. That, you know, they still have Jet Reynolds under contract. And then they ended up with, well, Fortner's under contract, right? And then they ended up with McAdoo and Shimoda are too good <laughs> to let them go. So they're running out of room uh, rapidly. And it's like and, if they could just yeah, wait a year. Yep. And Hamaker, yes. So they've run out of room, but mostly because Shimoda and McAdoo were kind of filling late guys, right? Yeah. And they've turned into their only race winners, so they can't let them go. Nope. So they're kind of stuck waiting for room, is what I can tell. Pierce Brown, ninth overall. Mumphy, tenth overall for Mumphy. Uh, he wasn't at Southwick, but uh, he's come back from injury at Redbud, and then uh, this one he went sixteen ten for tenth overall. That's a pretty fortunate tenth overall. Yeah. Derek Kelly was good again. JT for the AEO team. He was back. He'd had a couple of rough races, so. Yeah, he rode well. For uh, sure. Thrasher went down second moto, and then pulled in the oh, mechanics area, twice. and then and then pulled back out. The restart, big one. Or the first first start, big yep. one, gets up. He had, he had no visor on, no nothing. They fix everything. He goes back out, is doing well, and then has another huge one with Romano. He should probably have just stayed at the truck in between motos. Yeah, uh, but then he went back out after that huge one with Romano. Yeah, he was out he circulating laps. Um, now, Romano's knee was all taped up. We know LeBlanc broke his collarbone. So the the kids are getting eaten up, Weege, a little bit here. LeBlanc and Romano, they're probably like saying, well, yeah. this, they're probably like sitting there going, this is hard, huh? This is really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and for a moment, um, when the results were messed up, I thought, oh, now uh, Francesco can't race Loretta's because he went over 40 points. Turns out he did not. Um, and then I'm like, man, so LeBlanc and Romano chose not to, you know, chose to move up early. Um, it hasn't worked out great for them. I mean, who knows? The, the lessons they learned from racing, maybe that is still the right move, uh, but it hasn't worked out awesome, and now they're taking bumps and bruises. So I was like, man, this really has changed. But did you see that crash? <laughs> the Romano yes, yes, crasher? I saw it on social. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Lord. That was like the he picked up speed with his rear wheel when they hit and just wheel, you know. Yeah, nuts. Yep. Um, he's lucky he's not really hurt. There was another crash a few years ago just like that where the rider's rear wheel just p- hit the bike or the tire and just shot him, right? Just Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. it was wasn't it at Millville over the finish line? I think Super it Web? was. Yeah, something Super like Web. Was that it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was last oh, year. Oh, yeah, Web shot Web off the track. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah, shot him off the left side of the track. It was the same same race. Um so Star may be out Thrasher. They may be out Romano. They may be out LeBlanc, right? I mean, Thrasher, yeah. Thrasher's probably okay. He finished I the moto, I guess. Fine, yeah, right? but, he got one yeah, back out. That's true. Um, Kilroy, 14th. I think that's got to be one of his best finishes overall. Uh, Swole. You know what? Okay. That 2020 season at the end, when, like, COVID year, those guys were getting, like, top 10s week in and week out. Like, it was wild. Kilroy, like, too? Yeah, yeah, Kilroy. Like I remember at Thunder Valley, he was right up there, like around top ten. So maybe maybe it was yeah. right there in that eight to twelve. But it was 
yeah. on par with that. Schwartz for sure was great. Um, Schwartz and Mason Gonzalez, can we put them on milk cartons? What's going on? Can we, you know? Um, Jalik Swole crashed in the first start of the second moto and then didn't go back out for the second start, JT, right? Uh, yes, yeah, so he was back there. I, and I don't know. I don't want to throw him under the bus because maybe it was something. Maybe he was genuinely hurt, but I would. It, he, they were getting ready. Looked like he was going back out, and then he got on his motorcycle with his mechanic, and they left on the motorcycle. So yeah. the bike wasn't broken. No, I'm sure he was, yeah, hit his head or something, right? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what. Uh, I, I was disappointed. I wanted to see him get back out there and, and go at it again, but because he meant to be. He actually, you know, first moto was ninth, was strong ninth. That was good, yeah. you know, and he needs that. Uh, Styles Robertson, do we have an update on him at all? Knee, foot, something? It was his ankle that he actually ankle. tweaked in that. Okay. It was so I've had this right, right? Thrasher washed the front and then Shimoda piled into him and then either Swole or Robertson tried to avoid it and then crashed into the other guy. And they ended up taking each other out, the, the two teammates, is how that all transpired. Um so I think Robertson hurt his ankle, but I'm not sure how bad. Uh Prebula fourteenth in the second moto, that's awesome. His mechanic looks like Jesus, by the way. He looks just like Jesus. <laughs> Um, good job for Prebula, though. 14th is good. Taylor Talon Hawkins, uh, amateur kid. Loretta's dude. Yep. I don't know. 2015, sure. I, I don't know anything about him. Okay. Will he be on the better, team next year? It was better than I thought it would be. Will he be on the Rockstar team next year for Supercross? Like, is he turning pro after? Do we know? Uh, Kellen did an interview with him on Friday, and I think he doesn't know what the plan is. Okay. I think it could be future Supercross and then maybe outdoors next year. Uh, Moseman crashed out. Should be okay for Washugo, from what I hear. Talking to a Wil- oh, good. Okay. Wilbur Hahn, but not for sure. But, yeah, nothing you know could race Washugo. Now, he went out, like, what, lap one of Moto 1? Where, where, where was this? Yeah, it was in the sand whoops, but it was very early. Yeah, for sure, right? He said uh, he told or he told someone that he whooped out. Tyler Keith told me that he whooped out. I'm not sure how he whooped out, but that's what happened. Eh, it's Moseman. <laughs> yep, man, man. You got to look at Moseman. You look at where Shimoda is right now, and, and Moseman's got to be like, that should be me. It could be. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Absolutely. Um. All right. Uh, anything else? Two fifty class. Fly racing, racewrecks podcast. Moving on to Washougal. We're good on two fifties. We need to discuss the cooler. We got a live show at Washougal Friday night at the track. Everybody, thank you to the Washougal guys for setting it up. Uh, 7.30. Myself and these two guys on the phone will be arguing about something. 7.30 on a stage at Washougal. I think it's free. Can we bring the cooler to the stage? Can we have the cooler there? So, JT, you bring – we just discovered this. Is this has this been going on all year? Be honest. Uh, I think the first weekend I brought it was High Point. Okay. So not all year. Um you are so fanatical about your food that you eat for this monk-like life you lead that you have this Yeti cooler that you check on an airplane with your food and then you, you, you got to wait for baggage claim and bring a cooler for your food all weekend. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is insane to me like you why can't you eat food that the rest of the world eats 
Uh, well, I'm uh, trying to reach fitness goals that I have set for myself. And uh, funnel cakes and claw uh, dogs. Nobody, the Nationals are not really on the. Uh, nobody's saying. Program. Nobody's saying you got to have funnel cakes and slaw dogs. But what are you eating that you can't just go to Whole Foods when you land? You got to wait 45 minutes for a baggage on both ends. You're probably adding 45 minutes to your trip on both ends to wait for this cooler. That, by the way, could be rifled through by some baggage guy at any point. Um, why can't you get this food at Whole Foods or somewhere else? I mean, I could, and I've done that before. But I get a meal prep done, so it just kind of takes the work away from me. From I don't really have time, nor do I want to cook a bunch of meals or deal with any of that. So I don't have to go chase food on the weekends. And you know, adding to your that you think this baggage thing is so annoying. I don't, now I don't have to go to Whole Foods and go shopping for food for the weekend. I just have everything with me. I land. I grab my food i'm good to go it's it's really not that complicated weech come on a lot of it's a lot of work and complication thank you it's taken over your life to a to a significant or to too much of a significant degree it's absolutely insane although although somebody hit me up on twitter and said weech if you were to bring food from home that you purchase at a grocery store think of how much cheaper it would be than going to restaurants on weekends. Well, you get, it did, you get it paid for. You get all your food paid for. Well, that's right. Yes, it did perk my ears up quite a bit thinking of that theory. But on the weekends, I don't have to pay my expenses. But that is a real, real theory. But I know, JT, that's not why you're doing it. So, JT, do you, do you go and eat any strange food in the course of two days? Of course. Yeah, I went to dinner, uh, went to dinner Friday night. Um, it's just more for convenience. Like, if I don't have time to go eat food or whatever. Like, I didn't even eat all of it this weekend. It's just more like, and I'll have waters in there and whatever else. Like, it's, it's, I don't think it's uh, as dramatic as you're wanting to make this. Like, you don't I just think... have some food in there, and I just you... have this, like, soft cooler. Like, it's no different than a clothes bag. Like, you I, don't I don't think really get it. prepping food, checking a cooler, bringing a cooler around like your Indiana Jones around the races is... is, is Indiana Jones is, brought a cooler of food with him? A satchel. You have a sat. He has a satchel that he brings everywhere. You have a cooler around your, you know, around your, your body. You don't think, like, your, your monk-like life is that's affecting you so much that you check this cooler is... You think this is normal? This is fine? Well, I, you're, I'm trying to accomplish, like, fitness goals. Like I get I it. I understand. Training plan, right? I get it. And to reach these things, you can't just eat whatever you want whenever you want. Like that, I know that's how you live your life, and that's what you want to do. That's I, great. I, I get I, it. I, I, I'm happy for you. I, I understand but, you're trying to reach these goals. I just okay. you went to dinner Friday night, so I don't know. You know, so there sure. is there is food to eat around that of you course. could eat. So yeah, so you can eat other things. You know, you can eat healthy ish at a race weekend without bringing this cooler and without prepping food and bringing this cooler and everything else. Not really on Saturday, no. I can't, I really can't. Okay. There's, is, I mean, I don't, so the options are you get to the track at what, 7 a.m. or whatever, like everybody's there super early, right? So you could eat something on the way there, but then you're going to eat something later. Like the catered lunch we have for TV is fine, but it's like a sandwich, cookie, chips, can't have any of those things, right? So that's out. So then that leaves me going to Bender Road to go buy something. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but those food trucks aren't exactly the picture of health food. But so, could, couldn't you make 
a couple things and throw it in your backpack and not that Would, you know wouldn't that, that be the same as a core no because you're not checking your backpack you're bring you're, you're not checking and bringing a whole yeti back cooler you're just throwing it in your backpack for a saturday meal that you don't have to wait 45 minutes with to grab it at Wait, what would I make that wouldn't go bad? I don't know, but okay. Well, that's, when you that's say you have fitness goals, like what? Question. What are you? Are you entering contests or are you doing something with this? Like, what are you doing with this? N- nothing. I just I'm I'm a very goal oriented person. Why Why are you riding your mountain bike seventy thousand miles a week? Are you entering a contest, Steve? No, I'm not entering a contest, but it's not affecting my life like you are doing. Like this is, you're, you're. I, okay, but I look, don't feel like it's a. It, the only person that's affecting is you. No, listen. Like you're the we, only. No, we just, like we I'm, just, I'm good. We just on here saying that's a lot. We just on here saying. No, it's fine. It's you guys lot. have kids and dogs and mountain biking and hockey and whatever. <laughs> like I like to go to the gym and get you know I'm working towards fitness goals that I work with a trainer on. Oh my! But, okay. but but. <laughs> Okay. All right. But why are you so worried about it? Because clearly I'm not. Okay. Like, I'm well, okay. This, well, this stuff makes me happy. Okay. I don't have a drug problem. I don't have a gambling problem. You have a like, Yeti cooler out, problem. You have I'm a Yeti cooler problem. Myself on the weekend. All I'm doing is eating healthy and exercising, and yet this is some sort of catastrophic series of events for you. It's not catastrophic. It's just it's a lot, man. It's it's listen. It's at, really not. Though. At one it's, point, it's food. I'm bringing food with me. Listen, at one a, point, to a race. At one point, JT. True or false? When I was heavier, you you had a talk with me one time. You had a talk with me, like, hey man, if you want, you know, like you're pretty heavy, like, the, you know, here's here's some diet tips, or I don't remember what you kind of told me this, you know, not on a show, like privately. Yeah, I mean, I care about you. I yeah, want yeah, you yeah. Healthy. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, I don't remember what exactly okay. it was, but you sort of had a, I felt like a talk, like, hey man, you're getting too heavy. So this is my talk to you. Hey okay. man. I'm getting too healthy. You're getting you're getting too healthy. You're, <laughs> okay, got it. Hey, you, got you, it. You, you, hey man, this this fitness goal, this this look you're going for is taking over your life. I, I'm having this talk with you, like uh, you, it's 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 too much, man. You got to enjoy your life. You're not enjoying do, your man. life. That's the whole thing. Is like I don't. I I think you have a perception that I'm in some sort of agony here, and I, I'm really not. Hey man. You going to that counter and checking that cooler has got to be such a pain in the ass, and then waiting oh, yeah. for it it's and just, everything it, else. It, it is the just the bane of my existence is checking a bag. It's just unbelievable. Well, Weege, I tried. I, I tried. Uh, he's not. He's too healthy. If, if there are serious healthy. problems in my life that we need to have an intervention, I would appreciate you saying something. I just don't feel like me. Eating healthy on the weekends is really ground. It's not that. that. It's not eating healthy. It, it's it's everything. It's, but I it's, can't eat healthy on Saturday if I don't. Ah, I don't me, how else do you want me to explain that? Yes, you can. And you went to dinner on Friday night, so you found some food and yeah, and, I went and, and had a salad. Like I, I, but if you if you give me a place to go eat healthy on Saturday, then I don't need that. This is the problem. There there there's barbecue places and falafels and funnel cakes. And a burger. I don't like. Take your pick. I don't think you're enjoying your life, and I want to help you enjoy your life. I don't think that you do. I, I do. I do. We. <laughs> I really, I really don't. 
Leach, can you? I think you want to find anything that you can latch onto to just hammer me into oblivion. No, on. and if it wasn't not, this, it would be something else. Not true. We each, we each also found this very strange. Your friend Jason Wygant also felt like this is very strange. It is true that Steve tends to dig a little bit. He does. This tend is, to dig just a little. Just pick a little at JT. Just this is my. This is me caring about a friend and having that talk with him. <laughs> and Weege, you you're too. You're a little bit too on the too healthy side, where where everyone's genuinely concerned. We're concerned about your health too much. Yep. Too much health. Yep. Yes. We are just concerned for your health. I like how you're backing down now, Weege. At the track, you were like, "What? What?" Like at the track at Millville, you're like you were blown away by this cooler. I, I backed you up. I backed you up on this. Call. I, I did. I backed you up. I backed you up on this call right why, here. I don't know why JT's not getting all over, jump, jumping all over you. So because I, I'm, I don't tend I, to, I don't tend to jump all over decade, the way you do. A decade of this. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been subjected to a decade of this by you. No, the, and the topic is just a moving target. Like if it wasn't this, it would be. This is strange behavior. Be... This is strange behavior. <laughs> Like, like if I were to put this behavior in front of a jury, they would vote that this is strange behavior. That's all, and I'm having, and I'm trying to help you. But you, it's so weird to me. Like you, especially you. Like you're such a travel guy. You're such a, um, like you're on travel. You know how to do it. The, 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 you know, like, and you just checking this cooler is fine. You're overriding all of your travel sensibilities. By checking this cooler. I, what you don't realize is I have to check bags a lot. Like anytime I go anywhere for work, I check a bag. I have to. I have to take samples. I have to take all this stuff for work. So it's it's not very much different for me. I I am very rarely just taking a carry on. I would I would enjoy taking a carry on. It's, it's very convenient. But most of my life, I have gigantic bags with products in them for work. So it's really not that much different. Okay. All right. Uh, I, mean, I appreciate your concern. I just don't. I don't necessarily believe that it's cause for a you know red red fire alarm or five fire alarm, whatever the hell, whatever five alarm fire name is. Five uh, alarm fire. If, there you go. If, That's what I was if you were also competing in some sort of fitness thing, I might understand it. But you're not competing for anything. No, I'm not. You, I'm just... you, you don't have a, a wife or a girlfriend. You work. You you now this obsession with fitness is ruining your life, and then you you work at, like like I'm I'm worried about your life, and and I'm okay. stepping up, and that's all. You had the same conversation with me, and you know yeah yeah it's the same grounds for sure. I, well, I it's not like it's, the, the, you know it's just yeah a, it's very very similar conversation. I was worried about you dying at forty five. And you're worried about me being ha- unhappy at 45. I get it. Unhappy, I, I yes. Totally, unhappy. I totally get it. Right. Like right. you've got right, to right, right. get your get out of that monk. Get my priorities straight and start pounding cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. You're always, okay, you always, it. you know, everyone accuses me of taking it to the other extreme, <laughs> but this is exactly what you just did. I'm not saying pound cheeseburgers, but there, there's literally, you know, there's no. Yeah. Anyways, all right. The cooler. All right. The cooler. Uh, before we go, what about this? What about this? extra races at the end of the year that's coming apparently what do we what do we think about this some hybrid races big purses they're gonna be they're gonna be a little bit less nationals i believe yeah what we're hearing is right uh like a 
the at the end of the year there would be what, it's hybrid meaning like a little bit almost like maybe monster cup style track i believe so yeah is that what hybrid is yeah um and almost like a we're gonna have a grand motocross supercross champion and the individual series as they are it's kind of what we're hearing yeah. Uh, for next year. For and next year. For next year, right. And Felden, Felden MX Sports working together, which is great. Um, you know, they're going to sell the TV package, I guess, uh, is one. And I just don't know. You you talk to these guys like I do, Weege. No one wants more races. Everyone wanted less races. But now they're all on board with more races. So I don't know what changed. I don't know. I, I know. I was shocked. It's not a ton more. I think it's, from what I think, two more maybe. Two more. Or three. Yeah, two more. It two should more. be two more. But yes. But there was a hard line in the sand of please never more right. less hopefully or the same and but now the two people, more in it apparently it's fine and yeah, yeah now the people i talked to are like cool yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be fantastic and i'm like okay cool like i mean i don't care i'm a media guy i cover races so it doesn't really matter to me uh but we got straight rhythm we got paris you know we got two more extra extra races i don't know it's sure. I, i'm down with it jt but it does seem weird with the attitude of we don't want any more races we actually want less and now they don't yeah, I, I 100% agree. Um, but at the same time, like I'm in three more races. I'll bring my own food. No problem. Right, yeah, this. you're you're there. Yeah, yeah, you're there. Uh, I'm in the cooler. We'll be there. I hear yep. that these extra races, these three races, will be big money, like big purse money, like Monster Cup type purses. So, and you're going to qualify for them. You're going to qualify to to be in these three races. And I heard LA Coliseum for one. And then I heard Atlanta. Yeah, I haven't heard any of those details. I yeah. didn't know about the big money, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, what is the incentive to do it? Well, there's some incentive right there. Monster Cup is gone. Yep. So that's an easy way to kind of bring that concept back. Yeah. Um, and I will say this. I, I know – I think this is going to be announced fairly soon. So I don't think we're going crazy here by putting this out there. I don't think it's six months away, the announcement. I, I think it's fairly soon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll know more details soon. But as soon as it really hits, the immediate reaction is going to be that this is a – uh, quick reactionary world supercross counterplay and i mean maybe it is to some degree but i can tell you that the seeds for this have been planted over the last at least a year but really almost two years um yeah. so they've been working on this for a while i, I agree long, long before there was world supercross you know news over the last couple yeah. of months i agree but it is it is a nice way to combat anybody wanting to go it, it is it, there's no doubt about it and that's going to be the reaction everybody has but there might be some fans out there that remember uh, there was an email survey last summer coming from both Supercross and Motocross. I got it from two different uh, yeah. email addresses. Yep. Um, it was a fan survey, and almost all the questions were, do you follow Motocross? Do you also follow Supercross? What would you think of combined points, point. combined champion, grand champion? Almost every question was that. <laughs> this is last yeah. June, July. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty obvious what information they were trying to get. And like I said, this is last summer, so this didn't happen like oh world supercross is happening and over the last six weeks they started cramming something together um but that's going to be what everybody thinks it is anyway and there's no doubt i mean the two date the dates of these two series are going to clash we just knew that was coming and it is going to happen and that's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds really i heard that jt that this stuff is gonna there's gonna be more gaps in the schedule we're going longer all year and it could push the designations into doubt for for usa that's how much longer it's going to go yeah, I, I don't know enough about that to really say. Um, but, I mean, this whole thing, even though there was kind of talk before it, it feels very reactionary to uh, World Supercross. So. <laughs> it does. and, and But yeah, I, sure. I, I believe yeah. before COVID hit, there was even talk. So 
I, I can back up what we just saying, but yeah, absolutely. Reactionary for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I don't blame them. Like this is an arms race. Like everybody's, Everybody's aligning and picking sides, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just no. How it goes a, a team executive guy that I talked to was basically like, "Yeah, watch this." That's what you know, like like he was yeah. telling me like this is, you know, we're not happy with this with these guys trying to get our guys. So yeah. here we go. Yeah. I guess it goes like this. Selden MX Sports were definitely headed toward working together much more closely anyway, and mm-hmm. I guess we'll never know if this is exactly the way it would have turned out without World Supercross or not. Like. If there were parallel worlds, maybe they would have worked closely together on TV and sponsorship and nothing else. Or maybe this was the plan all along. I, I don't know if we'll ever know that because, yeah. you know, over the course of two years, plans are going to change no matter what. Uh, but it's definitely going to look reactionary. And if, I mean, in a way, I guess we have to say, of course it is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the way this was destined uh, yeah. to be as soon as we heard World Supercross was going to start in June next year, you kind of knew. Well, things are going to start happening. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing either way. If they're working on it before or they reactionary, whatever, who cares? It's not a bad thing. It doesn't. It, it, it's great that Feld and MX Sports are working together. You yep. know what I mean? And I, and I don't really yep. care if it was reactionary or not. To me, it's like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, this is what they want to do. It's a good thing in the end. More races is good. Um, you know, because, yeah, and more more guys getting paid is good. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, cool. Right on. Well, the reactionary part adds drama, right, because it looks like. Yeah. You know, head to head, definitely has drama. So that's going to draw a lot of attention. Um, but I mean, look, I'm sure every series on earth wants to say they're the best and they have their number one. And I don't know how you prove that, but I will say that my hope is, and I've said this a million times, there are so many more forums for riders to be popular and famous uh, these days than it used to be. I've said this a hundred times that I think there's enough talent to go around and for everything to be fairly successful as opposed to it has to be a zero sum game. Yeah. That's my hope. Um, but I, you know, I don't think anybody's in business to be number two, so we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I I'm down with it. Should be interesting, exciting news. All right, Washugo yeah, Live Show. I guess yeah. it's coming soon. It's going to be pretty wild. It was funny though. Uh, Tomac was interviewed by uh, uh, Michael Lindsay of Vital MX about, hey, we heard you have a Supercross only deal next year, but we've heard about some additional races. And Tomac just said, I don't know anything about that, which I can't imagine he does. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Right? Uh, I mean, look. Yeah. You know. Again, hey, we don't want more races, but we're going to try to go get grab some money from World Supercross. We're going to grab some money from Paris. We're going to go to straight rhythm. Like all these things that these guys say, and then they go and do races anyways because they want to make money. So, you know, hey. It's a good point. <laughs> like, whatever. Everybody's burned out from too many races, but then people all do extra races. Yeah, JT's racing 800 times uh, in an off season, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so, it you know, there's money yeah. there, and, yeah. and guys will take it. Yep. And the amount of races has been blamed for burnout, you know, like, say, Ryan Villapoto retiring early. And I'm like, dude, Villapoto didn't race outdoors basically all of 10, yeah. almost all of 9, uh, 12, 13, or 12, 14. Like, yeah. he missed half of the season for half of his career. So where are the numbers on this? There's too many races. I mean, I get it. We, we live this lifestyle, monk-like. It's not easy. But um, I don't know how much scientific data – well, uh, there is that it's just too many races. Well, I think I, I think that's from a team point of view. The mechanics, the personnel, the travel, that those people. Too many races for teams. Expensive, you know what I yeah, mean? But yeah, but the, 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 maybe it's just more leverage when you say it. Just like, Dungeonville put a retard early. Too many races. Yeah, I hear that all the time. If you're getting $200,000 a race, it's never too many races. Rack those things up, right? So. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. Well, JT, uh, you and your cooler will be at Washugal this weekend. I will. I will. Yep. All right. Sounds In full good. force. All right. Sounds good. Back to the gills with healthy food. Listen, I'll man. Messed up, want. dude. Listen. Messed up. 
Listen, Weege, I'm pissed at you, by the way. I'll text you after this, but I'm pissed that you didn't back me up here more on this, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. I, so. I, don't, I, I feel like if Yuri Lagtomac in his prime, like if you expect me a bit of Rome with you at that kind of pace, the relentlessness that you can apply on JT, <laughs> it's just difficult. Just, he's just, you're one of the all-time He's running the coop tire at every race. He is. When I saw the Indiana Jones Yeti hanging <laughs> off his his bot, Why I'm is like, Indiana, I don't get the Indiana Jones Indiana Jones thing. Well, he's got a bag he carries. That's where he puts the the, the you know. The, the, I know, but this this core is not a satchel. But you were wearing it like that when I saw it. You had it across well, yeah, your body. I just had a, the, like a strap on it. Yeah, you had it across your body like Indiana Jones, and I'm just like, what is that? And you, I didn't have it across my body. I had it on my shoulder. I don't think so. I think you had it across your body. I 100 did. And then you were grabbing a Tupperware container. I'm just like, what is going on? So, again, just yeah. You think you know somebody, and then they got a street bike and a Yeti cooler. You know? You're just one of the all-time greats, Steve. I just can't match you when it comes to digging into JT. You just re- the pace is relentless. It's all out, full sprint. <laughs> Stop it, Weege. Th- Stop <laughs> it. All right, we got to go. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast. Uh, thank you to UASA Batteries, Onyx Maps, uh, Motorsport.com, Cobra Links, All Balls Racing, Renthal, and Maxis. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.